Every person that has come into the world has come for a greater purpose. On a mission sent from God. This purpose and mission are kept sacred within a deeper intelligence within each person, an intelligence called knowledge. A personal intellect which has been conditioned and shaped by your experience in the world cannot gain access to this mission and purpose, for it is held sacred and inviolable within you. It must be called out of you by forces from beyond yourself, by circumstances in the world, by key and important relationships. For the calling here is to serve the world, not merely to enlighten yourself, not merely to put yourself in a position of extreme happiness and contentment. Therefore, the activating force must come from beyond you. It must be called out of you. This purpose and this mission must be called out of you. The very circumstances that many people want to avoid and to deny, circumstances they do not want to face and contend with, are the very circumstances that have the power to call their greater purpose and mission out of them. Therefore, the answer is within you, but the calling is not. It is out in the world calling for you. It must be understood that your role and position in the world is not simply to garner a future reward. If you are a good person, you go to heaven. If you are a bad person, you go to hell. That is not the truth at all. That is what people think because they want to be rewarded for good behavior and they want to punish others for their bad behavior. In reality, everyone is sent to the world to work and everyone comes to the world to work because they want to come to the world to work. You leave a place of peace and equanimity into a world of division and conflict where God is unknown, where truth is unknown, where people live lives based upon personal fear and ambition, in a world where survival is difficult and nature is harsh and exacting. If you are living a life according to this purpose and mission, even if it has not yet been fully revealed to you, you will feel a sense of integrity in your life. You will feel a sense of abiding purpose. And you will experience grace. If you are not living this life, if you are not close to living this life, then you will feel confusion, anxiety, frustration, anger, resentment. And you may attach yourself to radical ideas in politics or religion. You may associate yourself with radical groups. You may give yourself to political causes. You may immerse yourself in addictions or aberrant behavior. 
But your fundamental problem is you are not aligned with the purpose that has brought you into the world. A purpose that only knowledge, the deeper intelligence within you, knows and holds for you. It is necessary that when people come into the world, they forget their ancient home. You're entering a completely different reality here. Completely different. Entering a physical body, assuming a personal identity, assuming a name and a position in society, identifying with your own physical and psychological characteristics, being driven by emotions and by the emotions of others and the expectations of others and the expectations of your nation, religion or culture. You become something very different than what you really are. Being in the world is a role that you play. It is not your permanent reality. It is not your true identity. You may claim all kinds of different identities. And you may try to identify with these roles completely. But the truth of your real nature and the truth of your purpose for coming into the world is held with knowledge within you. The great awakening, the redemption that must take place, is reconnecting your thinking mind, your personal mind that has been conditioned and shaped by culture, family and religion, to the deeper minds that God has placed within you, the mind of knowledge. For this is the only way that you will be able to follow the wisdom and the power that God has placed within you. And here your mission and purpose is not simply a definition. It is not simply a name tag that you wear. It is not a job description. It is a direction that you follow. A mysterious direction, but a direction that creates very tangible results. And it is this direction over time that defines you and reveals to you where you are going and what your life is really about. The notion of creating your own reality is only relevant in the sense that you can follow knowledge and allow it to reveal to you your true nature and purpose in the world. Here you do have to set a new course for yourself. Here you do have to break away from the overbearing influence of society and culture. Here you do have to create a personal reality that can allow knowledge to emerge within you. But most people use the idea of creating reality as weaving a new fantasy for themselves, trying to recreate themselves, trying to create a new thought process, a new experience, a new self-identity. And yet it is this very motivation that created the separation from God in the first place. Oh, I could recreate yourself when God has already created you. Why try to determine the nature and direction of your life 
when God has given you your true nature and your true direction in life, waiting to be discovered, waiting to be followed in experience. Why try to redefine who you are and what you are and what you do when God has already created all of these things within you, waiting to be discovered? The desperate attempt to be someone, to have something, to do something, to gain recognition, to make people believe in you or love you or follow you, such a desperate attempt and is so foreign to your true nature. The struggle for wealth, the struggle for recognition, the struggle for self-validation and self-fulfillment. These are all desperate struggles that consume people's life and energy. While their true nature and their true purpose remains undiscovered and unexpressed. So even if you are able to attain your goals through great adversity, through great self-determination, you are still left empty and disassociated from yourself. You are still angry and frustrated and confused. No matter how rigid you become in your beliefs or your ideology or your attempt to attain your goals or to fulfill your ideas, your life still remains undiscovered and unexperienced. The separation has not been bridged within you. The separation between you your thinking mind, where you live 99% of the time, and the deeper mind of knowledge. At the outset, people often experience knowledge as intuition. They have insights. They have foreknowings about things. They sense things are wrong. They are drawn to other things. They are drawn away from something. And yet, these inclinations are rarely valued and followed. And it is unfortunate, because this is God trying to help you, to guide you, to protect you from error, to counsel you not to give yourself to your next great pursuit in life, and to give you a sense that your life already has a true meaning and direction, a true purpose in expression. In a sense, you need to get out of the way so that it can emerge within you. You need to begin to listen patiently and take the steps that knowledge within you will give you to take without trying to define the outcome, without trying to determine the direction, without trying to control the process. People pray to God for many things. They want safety. They want protection. They want their goals to be fulfilled. They want their loved ones to be saved. 
They want their business enterprise to succeed. They want their marriage to succeed. They want their children to succeed. But they will not allow God to move in their life. They want these things, but they want to control the process. They want to be in charge of what happens and how it happens and what it produces. Now, does this mean that you simply become a passive observer in your life? Of course not. What knowledge will require of you is tremendous self-focus and discipline. It requires that you override the tendencies that weaken you and engage you inappropriately with people and activities. It is this power that breaks your addictions. It is this power that prevents you from giving your life away to meaningless pursuits and to damaging relationships. This will require a greater self-discipline from you than you have ever exercised before. It will require a restraint on your part. It will require self-examination. It will require that you organize your affairs appropriately and correctly. Most people's lives at this point, whether they be rich or poor, are far too out of control for them to be able to experience and to follow knowledge effectively. For your life to become truly expressive and creative and powerful, it must become very simple. You cannot be managing 20 different things at once. The new message gives a very clear understanding of what it means to maintain balance in life through building and maintaining the four pillars of your life. The pillar of relationships, the pillar of work and providership, the pillar of health and the pillar of spiritual development. Like the four legs of a table, this supports you, this maintains you, this enables you to carry greater responsibilities and greater work in the world. To build these pillars takes a lot of self-discipline, a lot of focus, a lot of personal responsibility. So here you are not simply sitting back and letting God manage and control your life. That is ridiculous. God has more important things to do than try to manage your life. But what God has done is place within you a deeper intelligence that knows your mission and purpose for being in the world and has no other distractions. It is not confused. It is not angry. It is not reacting against the world. It is not ambitious. It is not deceitful. Yet it is here on a mission your mission. God knows that if you enter the world, you will never be able to find your mission without knowledge. You will become lost in the world, consumed by the world, dominated by the world, 
your thoughts, your actions, your emotions, controlled by events of the day, by your reactions to the world and other people's reactions to the world. That you would become lost and drowned in a sea of confusion and anguish, anger and ambition. That is why knowledge is being given to you. A perfect guiding intelligence. And yet, to allow knowledge to emerge, your life must be brought in order. Your activities must be consistent and in harmony with one another. Your relationships must support this emergence and not compete with it. Just preparing yourself to respond to knowledge, to experience knowledge, is a tremendous act of personal responsibility and personal freedom. For if you are not being with knowledge and following knowledge, then you are a slave to other forces. You are a slave to the expectations of others. You are a slave to your personal positions. You are a slave to your need for security. You are a slave to the expectations of certain people. You are a slave to your own fear and your own desires. And as a result, you are really pathetic. Whether you are poor or rich, you are spiritually poor. You are bereft, you are empty. You may claim an allegiance to God. You may say you believe in God. You may fervently believe in the dictates of your religion. But your heart is closed. And your mind is fixated. Truly today, as in the past, there are many people who claim to be religious, who are devout in their beliefs but who are not guided by knowledge. They have created their own religion, their own religious focus. They have adhered themselves to a belief system, to a set of principles. But they're not following the wisdom that God has placed within them. And so the problem remains, and it is fundamental. They're acting on belief, not on knowledge. And belief is weak and fallible and susceptible to all forms of manipulation and control by others. You cannot find God through belief. You need a certain amount of belief to orient your mind correctly. But what bridges the gap between your seemingly separated life and the presence of God in your life is knowledge. God remains beyond the definitions and the intellectual scope of human beings and all sentient beings in the universe. But you can know of God and of God's presence within you and within the world because this is a direct experience.
This is the experience of knowledge within you and knowledge functioning within others. You don't have to even be a religious person to have this experience, to experience the presence of God, to experience God moving in your life, the urgency within you to move your life in a certain direction, to become something that you need to become, to do something that you need to do, to break free of your current circumstances if that is necessary. You don't have to be a religious person to experience this. But you are having a religious experience. Again, there is a big difference between the form and the essence of things. People can claim to be religious, even vehemently religious, and yet have no spiritual connection at all. And there are others who claim no religious affiliation, who seem to be entirely secular, yet they are having a religious experience. When Jesus said, no man comes to the Father except through me, he means that no one can experience God except through knowledge. And at that point he was so completely identified with knowledge that he could make that statement and it would be true. But of course, this and many other teachings of both Jesus and the other great saints of the world have been misinterpreted, have been used by political forces and ambitious individuals to control the thoughts and behavior of people and to gain power themselves. And yet, beneath all this, there is a great current of knowledge. Like a great deep water current in the ocean, it is moving the waters of the world. So even while the surface of the ocean is turbulent and seems completely dominated by the weather conditions, in the depths something greater is moving. This is a good analogy for your life. For while your mind is turbulent and swayed by the winds of the world, beneath you there is a deeper current. It is this deeper current that is the movement of God. The intelligence that God has placed within you to guide and to protect you and to prepare you to live a greater life, a life of purpose, meaning and direction. This is fulfillment. And because you are meant to serve the world, the world calls it out of you. But you must be in a position to respond. If your life is completely caught up in what you have created for yourself, you are bound by circumstances and obligations and expectations and relationships. If your life is in disarray, if the four pillars of your life have never been built or established, you cannot respond to a greater calling. You don't have the power to do it. You don't have the freedom to do it. You don't have the self-trust to do it. 
you may feel it and it may shake you to the soul, but you are imprisoned in a life that you have allowed to be built up around you or that you have actively established yourself. It is better here as that is the recognition not occur, for this will create such conflicts for you. Because God wants to bring you to your realization as safely as possible, as smoothly as possible, the revelation is slow and incremental. The first work of God is to unburden you, to free you from situations, circumstances, that cannot serve the emergence of knowledge within you. This usually means relationships with people, with places and with things and activities. In lieu of people experiencing the reality of knowledge and guidance of knowledge, they build entire lives for themselves. They circumscribe themselves with duties and obligations and activities. They unite with others, they join groups, they become married, they build families, everything, before they have any sense of who and what they are in the world. The truth of this is all around you. So to quell the spiritual need, people believe in religion. But belief in religion does not bridge the gap. It does not bring you to knowledge, necessarily. For certain individuals, that will be the case. But for many people, they remain lost and confused and unfulfilled. Because here, we are not talking about the fulfillment of your wishes and your desires. Your desire for pleasure and wealth and recognition, comfort, security and safety. We are talking about the need of the soul. The need of your soul is to find your mission and to fulfill it. And the only way you can recognize it and know what it really is and take the steps towards it is by re-engaging with knowledge because only knowledge knows what it is. God has put this knowledge in you to give you a chance of success in this world. God speaks to you through knowledge. God's will is expressed to you through knowledge. If you are not inner-directed, you are outer-directed. You are directed by the world, by people, by family, by religion, by social obligations and conventions. You are a slave to other forces. Even if they are very beneficial, you are still a slave to them. You must follow dutifully, like sheep, like cattle. But God has placed a deeper intelligence within you that is not bound to these things necessarily. It may work within them or outside of them. It may work through conventional religion or outside of conventional religion. You cannot control what it is, for you have a destiny. You did not create this destiny. 
You did not create this reality. It created you. So instead of trying to create your reality, find the reality that created you and that is here to guide and protect you in a dangerous world, facing grave and serious change now on the horizon. Knowledge will bring you to the world, for you must serve the world. You must help humanity in your own unique in a pointed way. Perhaps you will serve only one or two people, take care of one or two people. Perhaps you will take care of wildlife or the environment. Perhaps you will serve the interests of your local community or your local church. Perhaps you will serve the interests of your nation or the international community. You are designed for whatever this is. Your personality your traits, your strengths, your limitations, your natural orientation, everything is designed for this purpose. But if you do not know what the purpose is, then you do not understand your design. You do not know why you are the way you are. Because it has no context. You don't fit anywhere. So either you make yourself fit in with what everyone thinks and wants and believes, or you are sort of a an outcast living in a state of perpetual discomfort and disassociation. Yet no matter how confusing things might seem, knowledge is in you is absolutely certain. When you take the steps to knowledge, you allow this certainty to slowly emerge in your awareness. And you allow it to guide your steps. Perhaps they are just baby steps to souse it, but they are steps. You don't get up the mountain by being whisked away on a magic carpet. You don't climb into the elevator and ride your way to the top. You must take the steps. How do you get from here to there? You take the steps. How do you get up to the mountain to a place where you can see clearly beyond the confinement of the forests and the hills? By getting up the mountain, by taking the steps. If you keep climbing, you will reach this place of clarity and accomplishment. And you will render unique forms of service to people and to life along the way. This gives you a sense of rightness about your life. Your life is still undefined and mysterious, but there's a sense now of rightness about your life. And this is precious. This is what people are striving for in their pursuit of wealth and pleasure and comfort and security. They are trying to get right with their life, but they are not right with their life. For they are not connected yet. They are not connected to none. They are not connected to God. So, as you begin to take the steps to knowledge, as you begin to allow knowledge to reveal to you what you really need to do, 
that you appeal to what you know as opposed to what you believe or what you want, there is a greater increasing sense of rightness as your life is rearranged and brought into a greater order, a greater simplicity, a greater harmony. There are so few people in the world today who are really where they need to be, doing what they need to be doing. And that is why in the minds and hearts of people everywhere there is a discomfort, there is a frustration, there is a lack of peace and contentment. There is an anger, there is a yearning. You can't take this away from people by enriching them, by giving them pleasurable circumstances. Many people in the world today simply need the basics of life. They need that first. And then they can approach a greater meaning and a greater purpose. But you must understand that people are not where they need to be, and that is why they are uncomfortable. That is why they are restless. That is why they give themselves to things that are reckless. If you are going to serve God, you must let God serve you first. You must begin to make the connection. There is no fulfillment apart from this. There is no real satisfaction apart from this. You cannot be true to yourself and be disconnected from knowledge. For knowledge is the truth of yourself. It is the memory of your ancient home. It is the sense that you are sent here for a purpose. And you must allow this purpose to reveal itself to you incrementally as you go along. You must allow for this mystery to be in your life. If you are a person who lives on assumptions and definitions, you basically have no certainty. You are pretending. To come to knowledge is to give up your assumptions about life. For they are the substitutes for God. You are placing our certainty on the belief in things external to how can you do this without denying your relationship with God? You must gain this greater vulnerability to allow knowledge to guide you and to protect you. Everyone may want to go one way, knowledge wants you to go another. How will you have the strength and confidence to follow knowledge? If you are guided and dependent upon what everyone else thinks or wants or does, you won't be able to do it. You'll be swayed by the group and you'll go with them, even though it is a catastrophe to do so. What is fulfillment? Fulfillment is fulfilling what you came here to do. Only knowledge knows what you came here to do, because knowledge was put within you by God. You must start then as a beginner, 
even if you have done spiritual practice for years, even if you are deeply involved in your religion, you are a beginner in the way of knowledge. You claim no accomplishments if you seek to really learn. For all true students are beginning students. To be a beginning student is to be a consummate learner, is to have humility, is to be able to look again, to reconsider. If you think you know the truth, then the truth is beyond your reach. Truth emanates from knowledge. It emanates from real actions, real service, real giving, real relationships, real activities, real accomplishments. You're not here to understand life, you're here to serve life. And knowledge has your form of service and contribution already established. Now how this works out is dependent upon many things in the world. So everything that occurs is not preordained. Your direction is preordained. Your gift is preordained. But how it will be expressed, where it will be expressed, or even if it will be expressed, it's dependent upon the situation in the world. It's dependent upon whether other people who are meant to be part of your service makes their rendezvous with you. It depends on the conditions of life. It depends on many things, mostly beyond your control. All you can do is do your part. If you do your part, you will feel right about your life. And this is a form of confirmation far more valuable than any form or source of pleasure or stimulation. Even spiritual ecstasy cannot compete or compare with the sense of rightness about your life. That means your mind and your heart are working together now and not apart. That means all of you is involved. You're not a bunch of separate individuals all going in different directions, connected to different things. Cannot change your mission and your purpose. But circumstances will determine where how and if it can be expressed. Clearly, if you are in a situation where people are striving to death, the expression of your purpose would have to adapt itself to that set of circumstances. Change in the world will accelerate now. Great changes upon the world. Difficult change. The power of this change has the power to call your purpose from you. But you must be in a position to respond. You must come to knowledge with open hands and an open heart and an open mind. If your life is completely circumscribed by everything you have built around it, then you are like a prisoner. And you cannot respond. 
and you will be afraid to respond, afraid that if you experience knowledge, it would somehow upset all that you have created. It would challenge your ideas and your applications and your assumptions and so forth. This is the problem with personal achievement. It must follow knowledge to be genuine and authentic and constructive. If it precedes knowledge well, then it becomes an immense impediment. When people are born again, their lives are refocused and reshaped to allow knowledge to emerge within them. This is what it means to really be born again, instead of just adopting a new belief system and trying to immerse yourself in a belief system. Knowledge is calling to you. Within yourself, you have a growing sense that you are here to do something important. And you will look around and you will think, well, I don't see it happening. I must do something new or different. Something is moving me. What knowledge will do for you then is give you steps to follow to begin to reshape and refocus your life. For until that happens, until your four pillars become substantial enough and correctly built, then you have no possibility of living a greater life. Now many people who are living in very impoverished situations, they cannot really change their circumstances very much. But the emergence of knowledge is still potent within them. And knowledge is not fooled by the world. It is smarter than the world. But it represents a little part of God's intelligence that has been put within you. Your service can be rendered under any circumstance, an environment of political restraint and poverty, or a wealthy affluent environment. In either case, people are disconnected from knowledge. They are disassociated, they are confused, they are suffering, they are angry. Rich or poor, the poverty of the soul remains. The need of the soul remains. And the great promise of redemption through knowledge remains. The new message from God is here to teach the reality of your spirituality at the level of knowledge, to teach that redemption happens at the level of knowledge, the reclamation of knowledge, taking the steps to knowledge. It is not what people believe and think necessarily, and yet it has always been true. It has always been the case. Your great saints and contributors in any field of endeavor have all been guided by knowledge. Even if their personal behavior was not exemplary, they were being guided by knowledge. They made their contribution. They struggled to make this contribution. They struggled against all the forces of conventional thinking, beliefs, and attitudes to make their unique contribution, 
to break new ground for humanity, to keep knowledge alive in the world, to stir people spiritually, to provide for people materially, to create greater opportunities for humanity, greater well-being for humanity, and so forth, through every avenue of endeavor, And yet, they remain distinct and unusual because people are still trying to fulfill themselves through their ideas, through their assumptions, through their beliefs, through their material acquisition. And this is the problem of living in physical life. You forget about God you're unaware of knowledge within yourself. And so you try to build a fortress for yourself in the world. A fortress that can only fail and fall and tame. A fortress that will corrupt you and isolate you and cast you apart. A fortress in which your children will grow up to be spoiled and insipid without any sense of responsibility to themselves or to the world. Can this really be an honorable goal for people? To achieve a state of listlessness and recklessness? Is this what wealth produces? Personal corruption? Personal irresponsibility? addiction, self-obsession? Is this the wealth that everyone wants? To be inured from the world so you feel nothing and know nothing? There is a greater wealth. It has always been with you. It is here this moment. It represents your redemption in the eyes of God. You may become famous in your culture. Others may think you are a great man or a great woman. But to God, it only matters if you find and follow knowledge and contribute to gifts of knowledge which you are meant to contribute. As this is fulfillment in this world and in all worlds throughout the greater community of life in the universe.